this special bonus episode of the Happy Halloween podcast. Why is it special? Because I have my first interview guest. She is the 2017 winner of the Miracle Monocle Editor's Award for Emerging Writers and holds four Society of Professional Journalism Awards. Her book, That Wretched Valley, is due out in 2024. Outside of writing, she enjoys knitting and sewing and enjoys time with her husband and her two beagles. All of us here in Louisville, Kentucky, are looking forward to the opening of her horror-centric bookstore called Butcher Cabin Books. Welcome to the show, Jenny Kiefer. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. I'm uh, very excited about opening the store. When my wife found it on Facebook a couple weeks ago, it was just like Halloween came early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're on track. We've got our opening, um, grand opening event set, so we're sort of hurtling towards that. (laughs) Awesome. So one of my first questions I have is where did the name Butcher Cabin Books come from? Yeah, so um, the building that we're in, 990 Barrett Avenue, we went to the library and we looked up um, the Louisville Free Public Library also has um, archives of the Courier Journal. And so we went and we searched the address and we discovered that the building was originally a butcher shop. Oh, wow. Um, I think it was called Schlomer's. So it was a butcher shop and then it was a laundromat and then it was Curry Sound and Security. Um, and Curry Sound is still there. They um, operate out of a different space in the building still, but they weren't using the front area. So um, we are opening the bookstore in that front area. And um, when it opens, if you come in, you'll see that there's um, like 70s wood paneling. Oh, wow, um, nice. That was already in the space. So instead of going through all the, the work to tear that down and put up drywall and have to deal with all of that, we just sort of leaned into it because cabins are like a horror theme anyway. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So that's how we got Butcher Cabin. Fantastic. I thought all the butcher shops, you know, were in Butchertown. I had no idea that, well, I guess they had to be all over town, but I live in Butchertown, so it's kind of a thing. What possessed you, haha, to open, <laughs> to start a horror-themed bookstore? Well, as you said, I'm a horror writer, and so by proxy, I read a lot of horror, and I've always read a lot of horror. Um, and as a horror writer on Twitter, I know a lot of other horror writers, and right now there's a lot happening in horror, especially with indie presses, but because they're indie presses, sometimes they're a little harder to find if you go into like Barnes and Noble or like other chain bookstores. Um, I think like Carmichael's has some, but they uh you kind of have to search around because some bookstores don't have a horror section so you have to search in like a few different places and so um I kind of just wanted to try it out I've always wanted to own a bookstore and because I love horror so much but it's sort of 
hard to it's like a niche that I think is getting really popular but it's sort of hard still hard to find um in some bookstores so right it's kind of a a niche within a niche because like you said Carmichael's I think that's one of our last local locally Mm -hmm. owned bookstores yeah and then we have uh what is it is there a Barnes and Noble or is it a Books a Million still on the East End? Yeah, I think we have Barnes and there's like a couple of Barnes and Nobles and there's one Books a Million and there's like half price books. And there True. is um, there's a used bookstore called the Rosewater. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, that's like in the uh, Wyandotte neighborhood or it's by, by Woodlawn, like the mm-hmm. it's sort of kind of near Churchill Downs. And they right. um, are a nonprofit that benefits, I think, like an neighborhood or south louisville oh wow cool at what age did you get into writing um i feel like i've always been writing um as as as, you know as long as i could write i think when i was in second grade second or third grade i remember winning like a classroom-wide story contest for a story like a christmas story i wrote um, and it's just always been something that I've done when I was in, you know, like when I was in middle school, I can remember like starting but not finishing a lot of like chapter books. Um, and <laughs> I can remember, um, you know, in high school, I would always write short stories. And I think I was the president of uh, like the creative writing club in my high school. Nice. My under undergraduate degree is in creative writing. So um, it wasn't really until like probably late 2019 that I really got serious about writing books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've always been writing. So when did your writing turn more towards the horror? Um, I think uh, probably I didn't try to really like actively write horror until I started writing This Wretched Valley, but um I think all of my other, all the other things I've written have definitely been very dark if, mm-hmm. if they weren't like strictly horror, but sort of like dark literary fiction or dark speculative fiction. So cool. I think, um, and I've always read horror. Right. Same here. Um, you brought up your book, The Wretched Valley. Um, that brings me to a question I've been dying to ask you. The Diatlov Pass incident. I am fascinated with that. And on your webpage, you said that your new book was inspired by that. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, my book is not, it's not like an Almakatsu book where it's like um, sort of like a fictional retelling of the Jatloff Pass incident, but it Mm -hmm. is sort of heavily inspired by, I guess, like all of the um, speculation around the Jatloff Pass incident Uh and um, sort of like, the mystery of how the those hikers or those explorers bodies were found so my book is about um these four campers or hikers who go into the woods in Kentucky and they think that they're trying to discover they think they're going to discover um a new rock climbing spot that they can develop and but they don't know that the site that they're going to is actually cursed so the book actually opens with, and I think if you search that Wretched Valley Pitch Wars, mm-hmm. which was a mentoring program I was in, you can see like the first, I don't know, like 250 words of it. Um, <laughs> but it, 
it it opens with the um like the basically like how you learn about the Jala Pass incident. It opens with their bodies being found and oh, wow. they're found in these like really weird ways. And then the book backs up and sort of tells like how they got that way. Awesome. I love when stories start with the end like that. Um, so is that based on anywhere specific in Kentucky or is it kind of fictionalized? It it is fictionalized. However, I did pick Livingston, Kentucky, because um, the book also has historical interludes, mm-hmm. and one of them occurs on like during the period of the Wilderness Road when Kentucky was, you know, people were coming into Kentucky from Virginia um, to take land. And um, when I was doing research on like where, so I knew, knew I needed a spot that was kind of close to the Wilderness Road. And as I was researching, um, I actually found that there's a sort of underdeveloped bouldering climbing spot in Livingston, Kentucky called Downtown Boulders. So I just sort of picked that spot because of that. (laughs) Right. Hey, sounds like a good spot to start. Yeah. So just between me and you, what's your opinion of what happened at the Diotlov Pass? Oh, um, (laughs) I mean, I love all of the theories. Uh, I think there was like a really cheesy movie where they, you know, said it was like, soviet experimentation or something right they um, go into the mountain there's a bunch of aliens yeah, in there. yeah i've like, seen that <laughs> yeah um what's re- i think actually was really funny to me is that they think that they sort of figured out what happened with using cgi from frozen 2 and they think they used like the snow CGI from that movie or from like the people who created that movie to sort of figure it out. And they, what they think happened was like a chunk. Um, it was like an avalanche, but it was a specific type of avalanche where it was just like a chunk of snow huh. and ice um, fell off and like hit their tent where they had like a lot of heavy stuff at the edge. And so the that's what they think happened was basically it was just like this really small isolated avalanche that just happened to hit them and they you know tried to leave and come back but yeah I don't know there's so many crazy theories out there that are and that's part of like why that was part of the draw for me in uh taking that inspiration was I was kind of like I knew I wanted to write a horror book that incorporated climbing and as I was like trying to work out what that could be I was learning about the Jatloff Pass incident and I so it's this, the two just kind of like came together I was right. like I really like um the mystery and like the craziness of that incident yes absolutely yeah I've heard tons of theories on it and I guess we'll never really find out but yeah so where else do you draw your inspiration who are some of your favorite authors um I really like um Stephen Graham Jones I think he I really like his writing style I think it's maybe a little bit more lyrical so sometimes I think for some people it might be a little hard to parse but um and I can totally understand that but that's sort of my thing (laughs) um I also really like Max Booth the third who's um he runs a publishing company called Perpetual Motion Machine Mm -hmm. and um he has a book called We Need to Do Something that got me out of like a really long reading um hiatus or like I guess, uh, block. Right. And I read that book over the, I think I, I would have read it all in one sitting if I hadn't started reading it at like 11 PM. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I really like those too. Um, and I feel like I read all over the place. There's just so many authors doing cool things in horror that I don't, there's not, I can't think of like many authors where I'm just like drawn to them. So there's just so many. So there's like Matsu right. doing really good historical based horror. Mm-hmm. There's Laurel Hightower, who's um, a Lexington based author doing really cool things. Um, I think Lee Mandelo is also in Lexington. Awesome. Are you going to carry their stuff there at the store? Yeah. Awesome. Um, Got to support local. Yeah. We, I think we've also had some other local authors um, reach out to us that we might, I think we're going to try to have like a Kentucky shelf. Right. I saw, um, I believe you're going to carry some of uh, David Domine's work. Uh, yeah, I think we need to look into sourcing those, but yeah, I think eventually we will. Yeah, I think he's kind of a name that more people outside of Kentucky might recognize, but yeah, and he's he's done a lot of like nonfiction, um, for like Louisville stuff, yeah, Louisville centric ghost stories. Okay, since this is a Halloween podcast, I have to ask you a Halloween question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On your website, you mentioned uh, that you make your own elaborate Halloween costumes. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I haven't done them in a couple of years because I've just been so busy. But um, I really like, like you said, I really like sewing and knitting. Um, And so I will probably like one of the most difficult ones was um, a few years ago, I was Sansa Stark. And so I like got fabric and I dyed the fabric and then I sewed her like complicated dress and made um, a necklace like with the little beads mm-hmm. from uh, her wedding is what I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> even though that show that episode is really old. Right. Um, if you've seen the film Ready or Not, I was Grace one oh, year, yeah. I think 2019 I was Grace. And so I like got um, white converse looking shoes and painted them yellow (laughs) and sort of like compiled the rest of her dress um I even had like a non-working rifle (laughs) to go with it and I made um like a she's like in the poster she's like that sash of bullets Uh I found like plastic bullets and made the sash nice Um, so you really go you really go all in huh yeah um and I, I think it's not going to happen this year because of the bookstore getting that started. But we usually have um, done like a big Halloween parties where we uh, have like costume contests and stuff. And that's always been fun. Awesome. Yeah, that's one of the best things about Halloween is getting to be somebody else for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you always loved Halloween? Yeah, um, when I was growing up, I think... I think it's my mom's favorite holiday so she would always get us really excited for it and she also would sort of go all out and helping us make costumes when I was in high school um one of the funniest costumes I did was Britney Speared so I like had (laughs) we rigged up this belt that made it look like I had spears going through me oh nice Yeah, uh, same thing for me. My mom, she really got me into Halloween. Uh, we'd used to make we'd make our costumes all the time. I was Freddy Krueger for like three or four years in a row. Nice. Eventually, they finally bought me the actual glove and mask and stuff. Oh wow! It's, got tired of making it every year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you have a favorite Halloween book? Um, a Halloween book, like that's specifically set on Halloween, or yeah, yeah, fiction that, that would be set at Halloween, maybe. That's a tough one. I'm having like <laughs> trouble thinking of a book that's like specific because I read so much horror, and you know, a lot of it's right. not actually about Halloween. Right, right. <laughs> Um, let me twist the question then do you okay. have any any certain books you'd recommend for people for halloween okay yeah um i think if they want to go with like a classic haunted house story they could read um shirley jackson's house i think it's called the haunting of hill house i always get that title wrong for some reason yeah that's what it's called the haunting of hill house because i always just call it hill house and then i forget the full title um <laughs> There's an author named Clay McLea Chapman um, who just released a book called Ghost Eaters. That would be a really good Ooh. Halloween read because it's about um, it's about like this drug or this pill that you take that lets you see ghosts. So that's oh, wow. like a good spooky um, story to read. And then, um, you know, of course, there's always like the classics like Stephen King books like Carrie and The Shining. Yeah, definitely so when is your grand opening planned for we have it planned for october 15th and the 16th and we will um it'll be from noon to seven um and we will have fright bites food truck there um i think they'll have like uh like dinner type things as well as like treats and we um are still like trying to gather some people to do some things if we can but right now we have them we have we'll have um free tote bags for the first 20 customers who check out we'll have um surprises around the store that people can find <laughs> and we'll have um raffles so oh, we've yeah? gotten signed books so all Katsu sent us three signed books wow we've got um a book from laurel hightower and clay mclea chapman as well as gwendolyn kissed and i think we should have more on the way awesome. and we'll also um have some merch and some other um surprises like i said we're still uh we might have more things added on as we go but it'll be exciting and hope and probably <laughs> crazy <laughs> let's hope so it does that sound amazing do you plan on having an online presence or is this strictly going to be brick and mortar? Yeah, we will have, we're working on um, our online like store right now, like how we can best do that. And we're hoping to definitely have something up by um, like the holidays. Mm-hmm. There's, um, this isn't maybe necessarily that interesting for the podcast, but there's like a independent, um, a lot of independent bookstores use the same like website you can like it's like what Carmichael's uses and we are trying to get that because it would make it easy for people to like order or to see what's on our shelves it's got like a built-in inventory and as well as if we you know for whatever reason don't have what book they're looking for they can still order it through us Mm -hmm. through like that website but um, we might have to do something else in the meantime because they're like rolling out a new product and you know we're on a wait list but um but we'll definitely be selling new books online Mm -hmm. and um we might also have mystery boxes 
Oh, wow, that'd that, be awesome. Um, where people could tell us, like, what type of book that they want, whether they want, like, psychological thriller or, like, a ghost book or something. And we right. can, um, you know, pick out some books that they might like. We do have a really big selection of um, paperbacks from hell. So, like, the out-of-print horror books from the 70s and 80s. Oh, that, nice. That Grady Hendrix wrote about. Yeah. Um, right now, those will only be in in the brick and mortar store, but we might have like paperback from hell mystery boxes or grab bags online. Oh, man, that'd be so awesome. Okay, Jenny, well, I want to be respectful of your time, so I'll let you go here in just a minute. But mm -hmm. first, you have to answer some rapid fire Halloween questions. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Favorite candy? Snickers. Nice. Favorite costume you've ever worn slash made in your case? I don't know if I can rapid fire that one. I'll just say the ready or not costume. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite song? song. Uh, something by Taylor Swift. I know that's like outside of the horror genre, <laughs> but I listen to Taylor Swift a lot. Awesome. And lastly, favorite Halloween movie? Ooh. I have so many. I'm going to say Hocus Pocus just as a classic. Oh, there you go. You ready um, for Hocus Pocus 2? I am ready for Hocus Pocus 2. I think it's at the end of this week. I believe so, yeah. All right. Well, Jenny, I sure do appreciate you coming on. And just to remind everybody here in town or around town, your opening is the 15th and 16th of October. Is that correct? Yes, the 15th and 16th. Okay. All righty. Well, everybody, y'all head out there to Butcher Cabin Books and check it out and support local. And if you're not local, she's going to have her website up maybe by the end of the year so you can get her there. Uh, unless you have anything else, Jenny, that's it for today. Oh, sounds good. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you for coming on.